0: It's 8pm Tuesday, February the 25th 2020 and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM.
1: You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan.
0: Good evening and you're very welcome to tonight's best possible taste on What is Pancake Tuesday. I'm Sharon Noonan, and on this evening's programme, we pay a visit to Limerick City to meet Deirdre McMahon to find out about neighbourhood. Lorcan Burke will reveal details about a new campaign Board Bia will be running in conjunction with a number of other EU countries to promote potatoes to millennials. Chef Chad Byrne tells us all about the county cooking championships, and we get a reminder about how to. To make a non-dairy pancake thanks to Kira Brennan from Happy Food at Home. But before we hear more let me tell you how to get in touch with me here at the best possible taste. You can contact me by emailing s.noonan at live.ie or you can tweet me at QueenOfOrg, of Org as in Queen of Organisation and I'm on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So last year at the Burren Slow Food Festival, I met Jack Crotty, who told us all about Neighbourhood, which is a kind of a regional online marketplace. And at the time, he highlighted an ambition to increase the network. And I'm delighted that Limerick's Deirdre McMahon has taken the lead in the city. I met her yesterday to find out more.
1: Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up.
0: Delicious. Mmm last year we spoke to Jack Crotty here in the programme about Neighbour Food and I'm delighted to see that it's coming to Limerick, Deirdre, you're going to be heading it up for the city so for for people that aren't familiar with the Neighbour Food concept just explain what it is
1: Okay, so Neighbour Food, it's just going for about a year now, not much longer than that, and set up in Cork by Jack and Martin, it's a fantastic idea, uh, really geared at directly connecting consumers with small producers small to medium-sized producers so basically what it is is an online platform so you are able to go in do your shopping on a Monday or a Tuesday from the comfort of your home and the orders are then sent to the supplier and then what you do is you come in and collect and uh, for the Limerick Market, it's going to be on a Thursday from five to seven, and it's going to be based at the Limerick Milk Market, which you know, it's a perfect fit. And uh, basically the customers will buy online, and then they will come in on a Thursday between five to seven, walk in the door, pick up their basket, and off they go it's a little bit like going to a market
0: and you have all these fantastic limerick producers and maybe some producers from outside limerick as well but you get to do it all online and then they come along on the thursday afternoon You've your box sitting there with Sharon Noonan on it, yeah. and the apple juice provider puts the apple juice into it. Then the grower of the leaves puts their leaves
1: into it, etc. Exactly. That's, that's the way it works. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I suppose it's really going to be uh, a fantastic service for people who really want to support the local producer want to get their greens from their local guy in Balliniti or wherever, but they maybe are time-constrained, this is the real plus of it, it's the convenience, the fact that they can support the producer, but also, you know, their shopping is going to take no time at all, and like that for the supplier as well, Um, I suppose really this idea came out of um, Jack Crotty, I'm sure he told you this in his interview, had been a market trader himself. And, you know, when you go to the market as a, as a supplier, you have no idea what you're going to sell that day. And you might bring, you know, way too much or way too little. Whereas this means for the supplier that they know exactly what they've sold by probably five o'clock on a Tuesday. And they just have to come in and drop it off. And of course, they can hang around and meet the customer if they want. Or if they are also time constrained, they can run off and go off and do their business. Well, it sounds like it is a great
0: opportunity for producers of artisan food and drink. Tell us what sort of producers you're looking for to get in touch with you to sign up for it.
1: Well, we have five signed up already, which is fantastic because really I've just started on this, you know, a couple of months ago, and they would be people I have a good relationship with already from, you know, from six years working in this area. Um, but we also we need more vegetable producers and meat producers. Now we're going to be quite fussy. You know, neighbor food is coming, you know, we have, we have an ethos from, you know, local, organic, chemical-free, pesticide-free, really, really good, real food. So definitely we're looking for uh, meat, we're looking for vegetables, and we're looking for baked goods. We're looking for real food. Just things that you would you want to
0: have in your own kitchen, exactly, exactly. And that you would maybe make yourself from a bacon perspective,
1: if you if you have the skills and the time. <laughs> well, we're also looking at. Uh, I know we have Happy Food at Home, who are you know signing up at the moment. So we're looking at really good locally made food as well. But um, I would ask people to have a look at the website. It's neighbourfood.ie, and they there's a whole section on producers. So you can go in and see what we would like a producer to, you know how we'd like them to, to how they operate. And also then they can see that for a producer, they can set their own price and they will then receive 80% of that price, which is, you know, really, really good compared to what they might get at a supermarket. neighbour food gets 10% and the host gets 10% and that's the way it works there's great flexibility with it I presume in
0: terms of what's in season so if I if have loads of carrots at the moment I have those listed for sale this week but if they're all sold this week and I don't have any then I take that down and I might replace it with something else like parsnips for example exactly
1: the producer can go in every week and they can change what they have available for sale so it's very very flexible for every producer and likewise um, you know besides what's in season if you were a baker and you decide i'm going to try a new bread this week you put it out there on the website and the customer can reply immediately you know you can see what demand is all that kind of thing so it's got a lot of flexibility in it there's no charge for the consumer the customer to sign up no, you can sign up now I'm, I'm delighted that there are already about 170 people signed up without really doing any promotion yet so um that's really encouraging and all you have to do to sign up at the moment is to go to the website uh, wwwneighbourfoodie forward slash limerick and there's a big red join now button you can also do it from the facebook page sign up and basically what will happen is you'll get a a welcome email and then in a few weeks when we're ready to go with our first uh, market which i hope will be in a few weeks time you'll get another email telling you that the market is now open and sending you a link for where to go to do your shopping and of course once you sign up there is no
0: commitment to buy every week so if you're away on holiday like that's not a big deal no
1: commitment at all it's it's it couldn't be more user friendly
0: fantastic well listen we wish you all the best with it a great concept delighted to see it coming from Limerick and I hope lots of listeners will sign up tonight
1: thanks so much Sharon thanks a million you're listening to the best possible taste with Sharon Noonan
0: to the best possible taste I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break Deirdre McMahon explained the neighbour food concept to us and we look forward to welcoming it to Limerick Milk Market in the coming weeks if you're just tuning in now you might want to catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am the podcasts are available to listen to on Sharon as well as iTunes and the podcast app Still to come tonight, Chef Chad Byrne tells us all about the county cooking championships and we get a reminder about how to make a non-dairy pancake thanks to Kira Brennan from Happy Food at Home. Next though, we're heading over to the phone to put a call into Lorcan Burke to find out about a new campaign Bia will be running in conjunction with a number of other EU countries to promote potatoes. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Lorcan, you're very welcome to the programme this evening. Last week you were at a conference that was potato related. Tell us a bit about what you were up to.
2: Well, uh, last, year, last Tuesday we had the National Potato Conference up in the Red Cow Hotel and it's organised by a joint committee of the IFA Chagas and Borard BIA and we pulled together a program to update potato growers and packers about, well, I guess, the state of the market and technical developments in, within that market. So, uh, and I would have organized the morning session, which was around the marketing and promotion of potatoes. And so we, we got into uh, the very latest of our research we were doing and our plans around an exciting campaign to promote uh, uh, potatoes to millennials.
0: Now the potato when it comes to Ireland it's kind of synonymous with the Irish diet but I think it's fair to say that in recent years it, it maybe has come in for a bit of bad press in terms of people saying that it's high in carbohydrates, it's fattening, lots of misinformation I would say.
2: Yeah, uh, that's correct. Uh, we're very aware of the Atkins diet was out there a number of years ago and it sort of said uh, was was very damning on all carbs, and then uh, potatoes had all had always suffered from the image issues associated with uh, carbs, and in particular with uh, their traditional use, I guess, with uh, yellow fats and things like that. You know, so uh, but that's potatoes in a very traditional usage. Whereas I, we found from some research a number of years ago that a third of of Irish people. Uh, for, I think that potatoes are fattening while there's actually no fat in potatoes in themselves and it totally depends on how you cook them. So if you decide to put them with the yellow fats and the cheeses, of, cheeses and mayonnaise and butters, which actually are delicious and they're some of my favourite ways of having them. But, Mine uh, too, yeah, uh, absolutely. But that's your choice. But, it, but that's your choice. But if you also choose to have them um, without those uh, more fattening products, products, uh, uh, they are. They, they can be cooked in many delicious ways using herbs, spices, fruits, uh, vegetables, as uh, a, as a food, a low-fat food ingredient in the diet. We actually developed a previous campaign around all of this in 2015 to 2018. Uh, it was called uh, Potatoes and a bit on the side, and we have a potato.ie website with all those, I guess, less traditional, more modern uh, ways of cooking up potatoes. Uh, that involves uh, I guess the healthier profile of recipes
0: And last week at the conference you had registered dietitian Eva Hearn who will be familiar to anybody that's watching Operation Transformation so to have somebody of that calibre who's well known, who is very familiar with the different types of recipes that you can use with a, a, an ingredient like potato must give a huge boost to a campaign of this nature
2: well absolutely um, and we particularly got her in for our latest challenge and what we outlined at that conference was uh, our campaign to push uh, or promote potatoes to millennials and Aoife's knowledge uh, was essential to that because we wanted to have the very best of advice, the very best of credibility by a dietitian uh, actually pushing forward the virtues of potatoes uh, in the diet um, just to uh, maybe outline the, the, the millennial campaign and uh, what the, the promotion to millennials is. Well, who are millennials? I guess they're 18 to 34-year-old male or females. They span a wide range of people from singles, cohabiting, married, even up to young family and kids. If you think of it, they're the twenty somethings. Uh, Some of them are very active in sports and otherwise at the peak of their careers. Others are totally inactive and they lead sort of sedentary type lifestyles. So that's why you know we've been working with Aoife Hearn to detail out the exact needs of these uh, these uh, group of people. Now we researched them last year and. We know they love their potatoes, um, and you tell us especially when somebody else cooks them for them, by the way. and uh, But they're all, we also know that they're, they're shifting away to other carbs, uh, and their cooking has evolved into other ethnic dishes and has moved uh, in, in other directions, being led by popular press and otherwise. And they see potatoes as a very traditional home product, maybe a slightly bigger job. We're very aware that they love the taste of them and the value for money that they give, but... One thing we did pinpoint was very strong uh, informational gaps in their knowledge of the potatoes. They don't—they weren't so aware of their, the benefits of their naturalness, how sustainable they are. Like they use a hundred times less water than than rice, uh, and we know sustainability is a big thing for this generation. Uh, very sketchy and uh, uh, with lots of gaps on the nutritional benefits of potatoes around dietary fiber, potassium, vitamin C. Uh, but one of the big, big issues, and hence uh, we're looking at a recipe campaign here the cooking skills. It, it, it didn't know how to pre- prepare potatoes beyond boil and mash and roast them sort of chip them, and so that's why we we're putting out in place uh, new recipes and, and in sort of uh, with convenient cooking methods I guess and done fairly, fairly uh easily for them and uh in tasty and uh healthy dishes, if you know what I mean.
0: Is all this information going to be communicated then in in terms of the campaign in a very modern millennial way, so through social media and influencer partnerships?
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. The campaign itself, as I said, there's there's three partners in it, Bordia, the IFA, uh, the Irish Potato Federation. But we're also running this campaign across France and Belgium because the money, uh, the money for this campaign is partially raised from the Irish potato industry itself, but also uh, through the European Union. They're giving generous uh, provisions to, to promote uh, this good, healthy food. Food. Um, so, we, it's ostensibly, it is a social media campaign. We're putting out 300 new recipes across the three years, Uh, very surprising recipes, and very surprising facts about potatoes. And I I referred there before about the gaps in the information that need to be filled in. And we're we're going to try to get that information back to millennials. Uh, We're going to work with social media influencers and create, create key sort of millennial type events or Attend them and uh, you know pu- promote the potato, promote the recipes, promote the website, uh, put put in place uh, a, a new website. Uh, it will still hold the same URL, which will be potato.ie, but with the new recipes. And then Board be ourselves as uh, we're, uh, across all our promotions in here, outside just fresh produce promotions and potato promotions, Bord able will tie potatoes into those. Uh, events uh things such as bloom and uh well we we are uh, and, and our general social media uh, campaign
0: let's talk a minute about the the potato market in Ireland because we have a lot of potato farmers in the country and it is a source of of great economic benefit to the country i would imagine
2: well yes the uh, at retail level, the potato market's worth $234 million, So that uh, makes it a significant part of the, fresh, of the overall fresh produce market, which is worth about $1.5 billion. So, um It also represents sales of 212,000 tonnes at retail level. Now, that's even excluding we, we, uh, the, the amount that goes through an increasing market in food service in terms of hotels, restaurants and catering. So that 212,000 tonnes is what we pick. We have a measure of what's sold in the home. You know, the potato industry, that's one thing when, when you're choosing your carbohydrates. It's very tied into local and community. And that's also, we know that's a big thing for millennials and for more and more increasingly people around the country. So they're the one carbohydrate, they're the most popular carbohydrate that we grow. And... It, they're the number one carbohydrates in the country and uh, so supporting potatoes is not only supporting the environment, supporting your own uh, health benefits, but it's also supporting communities out there in terms of the farmers who are growing them, the packer, pack houses who pack off the potatoes and anybody associated with the industry of growing potatoes and packing potatoes here in Ireland.
0: And I think it is um, a vegetable that can be very overlooked and maybe taken for granted. And it's like everything in life. If you don't look after these industries and these farmers and these particular products, well, then they could end up disappearing. And and we do not want that to happen to the potato.
2: Well, yeah, and you know, um, you can't take potatoes for granted. I mean, I have a generation that grew up, but there was only potatoes. But nowadays, there's just so much other choice out there from Pasta, rice, bread, couscous, quinoa, you name it. Uh, But, you know, they're not particularly grown by Irish Irish farmers. Uh, And so support for the potato industry is a support for your local community and farmer. And that's a very, very important thing to board beer here. Um, We do not want potatoes to drop off the radar because another reason is a lot of our vegetables and are, if you think of the traditional Irish diet, you might think potatoes, meat and two veg. So there's a lot of other associated industries with the potato dinner, if you know what I mean. So it's a vitally important, uh, I guess, traditional food. But at the same time, we realize that this new generation want a little bit more excitement. They want a little bit more adventure. And, you know, the brilliant thing about potatoes they are a really authentic food. Uh, they're grown in every culture in the world. When we have potato, when we have uh, panels in here in Borbia to discuss potatoes, and I tell them that the number one country in the world that grows potatoes is China, and the second one is India, they will hardly believe me. But potatoes are truly a world global culture, and associated with them is a world and international cuisine. And you know, the trick that we're trying to do is trying to get some of these recipes back to Irish people so they see them beyond being a, uh, a, a, something that you boil, roast, uh, bake and chip and that they're looking to, if they're looking for adventure that they don't keep the potatoes in the bottom drawer, that they take them out and they, they, they use them in stir fries and curries in uh, a myriad of different authentic recipes from around the world.
0: Well it sounds like a great campaign it's called Potatoes Prepare to be Surprised. You mentioned the website potato.ie And is that the best place for people to go to to get more information?
2: Well at 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 the moment we're in transition with that particular website uh, the uh, the former campaign that I may, may, mentioned there there's 142 recipes up on that at present uh, we're currently uh, in the development phase of these 300 new recipes so uh, that will be in place probably by April. But a lot of the, there, there is 142 recipes based on the previous campaign. And many of them, a lot of them were uh, equally attractive to millennials or, and to uh, a much more broader audience. But they're, they're new, they're modern, they're exciting, and they're just a, uh, a little bit different.
0: Well, look. We are prepared to be surprised, Lorcan. great to hear all about the campaign tonight. Thanks for talking to me.
2: Lovely to talk to you too. You're listening to the best possible taste with Sharon Noonan.
0: back to the best possible taste I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break we heard about a new campaign Board BIA will be running in conjunction with a number of other EU countries to promote potatoes to millennials and earlier in the programme Deirdre McMahon explained the neighbour food concept to us which will be coming to the Limerick milk market in the coming weeks if you're just tuning in now you might want to catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am and the podcasts are available to listen to on Sharon as well as iTunes and the podcast app. Still to come tonight we'll be getting a quick reminder about how to make a non-dairy pancake just for the day that's in it thanks to Kira Brennan from Happy Food at Home but before that we're heading back to the phone to talk to chef Chad Byrne about the upcoming County Cooking Championships.
2: Bon appetit. Yummy.
3: Grubs up.
0: Delicious. Mm. Chad, you're very welcome to the programme this evening, and you're going to tell us about the County Cooking Championships. What exactly is this new campaign that you're involved in?
3: The County Cooking Championships started in November, um, and basically, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get teams of chefs from Munster. for for the first one we're going to do a mini monster one which is Limerick, Clare, Kerry and Cork and from next year on we're going to do a a national one but uh, just to do a mini one first which is getting the best chefs in each county which is uh we'll do prelims first uh to cook off against each other for guests and judges and once the prelims are done we'll consolidate the 10 chefs of Enter the prelims down to five, and they'll be the representatives of each county.
0: The chefs that are involved are the professional chefs that are working in kitchens, like that's their full time job, and they're professionally trained.
3: Yeah, um, they, they, they'd all be professional. They, they, they'd be all at the top of their game. Um, for instance, for the court team we had Brian McCarthy and Greens there. Um, Brian Murray, who's just opened the glass house. Uh, Eddie Atwell, uh, who's no stranger to competitions now at this day We've been in the Great British Menu. Um, so that was the quarter team. Kerry team, we had some of the best chefs in Kerry that were competing. Uh, Bruce Mulcahy from Mulcahy's in Kenmere. You've got Sean Rhodes from Doyle's in Lingle. Uh, Patricia Cheema from uh, Carrie Lodge does serious, serious and chefs that would fly under the radar. But what's also what's really, really good with this is that each chef has to bring a commie to bring along, and so they can teach you know teach the next generation uh, about what it is to be part of a team and meet other chefs and network. And was with the with other chefs from Gary Cork, Limerick, and Clare. Predominantly, the food has to be from their region, so it's it's a community event, which which has really garnered a lot of spirit. To be fair,
0: it sounds like there's a lot of benefit to taking part. You've mentioned the network, and there, there's the learning opportunities as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a wonderful. It's a, like like even this morning, there the Kerry team are meeting down in the Drum Hall Hotel, and they're doing a cook off for for the event with with their coming chefs. So it's one of the, one of the one of the most best things that I can see from the competition, regardless of winning, is the community of people and the community of chefs that didn't know each other prior, that have consolidated, made a network for themselves, you know, learning new things. And obviously competition, there's no, uh, <laughs> there's no, chefs love competition. You know, it can, it can only make you up your game and to learn more. And plus it's, it's a friendly competition as well, let's say.
0: And you have two very prestigious judges coming along to the, the competition,
3: um, yeah, we've re- re- for 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 the first Kerry B Cork one because this is the first inter county one, which is on the 9th of March. We have uh, Conor Spacey from Foodspace, Space, who was uh, Mister Sustainability Ireland. Let's say he's uh, he's a he's a whirlwind of knowledge, and uh, his his focus on green environment and eco friendly kitchens have totally disrupted the game in a in a really positive way. And beside him, we have Regina Sexton, which is uh, probably the most well-regarded food historian in the country. Um, she has unbelievable, an unbelievable, um, an unbelievable array of knowledge. And what we're gonna, what we're gonna do for the competition for the Perry v Court chest is hit modern food, but with a historical, with a historical element to it. to incorporate all sustainability, if it's nose to tail or whatever it may be. But that's the criteria for the Cork v. Kerry competition. And then the Limerick v. Clare, which has been run by Peter Jackson and uh, Keith Piggott. Um, they're both the uh, Limerick and Clare captains. They'll be coming up with their own judges as well. Um, and then there's the, the fi- there'll, there'll be a final then between whoever wins between Limerick and Clare and Cork and Kerry. But there'll be a final in, in Toman Park in April.
0: So it sounds like there's a lot of work goes into organising this chat, and you must rely on the goodwill of a lot of people to to make it all happen.
3: Do you know, there's there's one thing about the hospitality industry, Pe- people want to help each other. You know, so it, it, there is a lot of good goodwill in, in, involved, but it's people want to meet other people, people want to learn new things. You know, see, see new things, and it's it, it's a great night out, but it's also leading up to the like, the competition, the element the the chefs come helping each other in different kitchens and yeah about learning, you know, it's usually about learning, obviously there's there's the pride of, of, of winning the competition like this, especially with the calibre of chefs that are one
0: And tell us a bit more about the event in Tomond Park, is it open to the public or are all the events um, open to the public?
3: All, all, all the events are open to the public um, but there's yet to be a date to be confirmed for Tottenham Park but it'll be open to the public and tickets be on uh, Eventbrite um, also on our cheer, Twitter channels on Facebook and Instagram channels at County Cooking Championships which is which is, which is a long tag now to be fair but it, it, it is what it is I think the best way to sum it up is like um, Ireland's fitness family but with chefs and cooking I suppose (laughs) it's the best way to sum
0: it up Well listen we wish everybody taking part the very best in it it sounds like a great initiative as you say to network to improve your skills and probably to highlight the the opportunities and the benefits of being a chef because let's be honest unfortunately it gets a lot of bad PR that it's long hours and that it's a very challenging workspace to be in so obviously having an initiative and a competition like this can only be a good thing to show it in its best light
3: absolutely well, well that's well that's one of the routes that we wanted to go down especially with helping the next generation up Do you know there's so many good new kitchens out there um and kitchen my positivity in kitchens at the moment is is off the charts like people can pick and choose where they want to go so for for me it's it's a no-brainer that you're kitchen mentality has to be positive and it's it's one of the things that I'd look for in chefs that that are going to take part is are they open are they are they willing to the teachers are going to have a bit of banter because you know, there's no point in doing it it's so serious and people are taking everything so serious and it's like a military operation. It can't be like that. You have to have fun. You have to show your heart when you're cooking. So I think a competition like this is fantastic for it.
0: Well, thanks a million for telling us all about it this evening, Chad. You mentioned the Instagram there. Is that the best place for people to go to to get more information about it?
3: Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, Um, they're, they're all relevant.
0: At at County Cooking Championships. At County Cooking Championships. Fantastic. Well, thanks a million for telling us all about it tonight, Chad.
2: Thanks, sir. All right,
4: Chad. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up.
0: Delicious. Mmm. And that was Chad Byrne with details about the County Cooking Championships. And we wish all the competitors the very best of luck. Now, before we finish up tonight, we're delving into the best possible taste archives to hear a recipe for dairy-free pancakes. Well, it is Pancake Tuesday, and we couldn't let the occasion pass us by without marking it. So let's hear from Kira Brennan. Happy food at home. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Kira, you were very busy last Saturday making pancakes. It's Pancake Tuesday today, but.
4: They weren't pancakes, as I would know it, because they were dairy-free. Well, actually, they are. They look exactly like you would know it. The only thing I've omitted is, is the, the dairy produce. So instead of putting in a normal milk, I've just put in an almond milk. And does that affect the flavour, it enhances the flavour? It makes the flavour even nicer because you actually have cho—you have so many choices with milks now, especially the plant-based. So you can get a sweetened version or an unsweetened version. You can get a hazelnut, you can get an almond, you can get a hemp, you can get an oat, you can get a rice. So you actually have a lot more choice and you've got lots of flavours then to play around with because nuts like almonds are very good for protein getting protein in your diet does that mean it's a better option to dairy I I believe it is now that would be my opinion that I believe it is and if you're going to go for any nut based milk I would recommend the hazelnut because it actually has more nutrients in it than the almond and better to digest and would that be readily available in the local supermarket you can get in every local supermarket and they just have shelves of them and they even have their own brand now so you could get the recognizable brand and then if you went into let's say a big supermarket chain they have their own brand and they have about i would say seven to eight different types of plant-based milk And, of course,
0: pancakes are not just for Pancake Tuesday. You can have them any day of the week, and you're going to have them available all week on
4: your stall. All week, and I made them last um, Saturday. I actually made the batter the night before, and then I actually cooked them on the stall on Saturday. So, will i just run through a quick recipe. Fantastic. So what I use, and this is for a serving of four, is one cup of flour, just plain flour, two tablespoons of sugar now i actually used organic sugar or coconut sugar is really tasty um, a tablespoon of baking powder and a teaspoon of salt now you might use half a teaspoon of salt and then i used one cup of milk one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and that's where you get the really really fluffy frothiness and um, a teaspoon of vanilla and make that the night before. Just mix it all in Mix together. it all. Now mix all your dry ingredients first and then mix your, your wet ingredients and then put them together with a whisk. Make it really frothy and leave it in the fridge overnight. So easy. So, so easy. And then onto
0: your pan a bit of oil in the pan no well, i actually
4: use a non-stick pan i don't like to cook with oil because it's a saturated fat so just literally what i like to do is little swirls so get a tablespoon and just swirl it around you get a nice little design wait for it to get the heat so you'll see the bubbles coming in at the top and then turn it over and it's like an american pancake you know the thick fluffy ones delicious Pile up two or three of them, some maple syrup, and decorate with loads of nutritious berries. And is it
0: more suitable for a sweet pancake as opposed to a savoury crepe if you wanted to add
4: some non-dairy cheese to it for example you could do I'm not a huge fan of, of the non-dairy cheeses because when they melt but you could do if you wanted to now what I did do because I had a bit of batter left over was I added some peas sweet corn and potato to my batter and I made those and then we had them for our, our tea that night fantastic <laughs> my fantastic. daughter's sick of them well it sounds like a great recipe an alternative to
0: using the dairy if you're yeah. dairy intolerant or you're vegan they're vegan friendly as well yeah absolutely or vegetarian Yeah, and
4: you can use them for everything. So you can use them for breakfast, you can use them for dessert. You know, you can use them for a bread and butter pudding, you know, and you can put lots of raisins. And again, you can get so many different varieties of plant-based custards now and throw that into the oven and it's just delicious.
0: And if people want to find out where you are or to get your pancake recipe, where's the best place? So, the, for them the best to go? place,
4: I'm very active on social media, so that's the best place to, to have it at the moment. Facebook and Instagram, I'm really, really active on, and I'm getting better at Twitter. Fantastic. Well, listen, lovely to talk to you. Happy Pancake Tuesday. Happy Pancake Tuesday to you, Sharon. Thank you. Cheers. Chin Chin. Salut. Schleiter.
0: And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thanks for listening and to my guests, Deirdre McMahon, Lorcan Burke, Chad Byrne, and Kira Brennan. I look forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, enjoy the pancakes if it's not too late to have some. And uh, bon appetit.
2: Thanks for listening to The Best Possible
1: Taste with Sharon Noonan. To get in touch with The Best Possible Taste, email sharon at sharonnoonan.com. Tweet Sharon at Queen of Org As in Queen of Organisation Bon Appetit